New York City. WVFP. <laughs> Energy and charisma. Why is that funny? It's definitely awkward. <laughs> Look at me, I'm different. Get to the point. This podcast, like the Red Room from... The opinions expressed by the guests, hosts, and callers of this show do not reflect the views of WVFP or our sponsors. WVFP. I'd like to thank everybody for coming back. Here we are. We are going to do this. We're doing it good today. Doing it. We have some guests today. We have some really cool people coming in generally in this session. Some people are probably going to rob us. I think there's going to be a robbery today. I I feel it coming. Not in the first episode, though. I sure hope not. If you could choose which episode you got robbed in today, the first, the second, or the third, would you rather get it out of the way, or would you save the robbery for the end? Are you asking me? Yeah. If you could choose. Uh, I would definitely save it for the end, because if not, I think it would... Would ruin the rest of your time. Exactly. You get robbed right in the beginning. But see, I kind of feel like I, I like to get stuff out of the way. If there's a robbery coming... I'm, uh, I'm freaked out a little bit. I want to just get it out of the way. I don't want to wait all day to get robbed. But then you're going to stay in the same space? No, I would stay. I would stay. I would feel better. I would try to shift the mood. I would manipulate the reality back into my corner after the robbery. And by the end of these episodes, everybody would just, they'd be on my side. The but you might would, e- not even have a mic. The robber will be in jail afterward. Because, and then you can't continue the show. Because what have they robbed you Let of? Let me ask you a literature question you probably don't know the answer to. I don't know. What is there? A, is there a name in literature for when the bad stuff happens first in the book? Foreshadowing? No, no, no. No, that's not. no like what if the climax? Premonition. Do you, do you have do you have a kind of um, literary style where the climax is in the beginning and the rest of the book is just dealing with the aftermath of what happened? I mean, I feel like what you're talking about would still be considered in media res. Oh. You know where you start kind of in the middle because you'd be starting in the conflict and the drama and then you. Oh. develop from there okay. but i'm sure you already know that term i oh, think i don't know all anything. of the narrative i've never even arts. read a book before okay very funny um the narrative arts okay well narrative i would i like i would that. like to have books and pieces of art that showed not you know there, there's too many of these disaster movies they um they start with regular life and then um there's a disaster and then you know there's just like some hero heroism that happens it's totally falsified there's no heroes and then um that's it. That's the end of the movie. But that's not, I want the. That's very American cinematography, United States. Like, like a volcano movie. Yeah. Tornado, the film. That's what I like about Spanish. Uh, sharks are flying. Film. It's just families eating lunch. <laughs> Is that because people want to go to the movies and see, you know, some The end life? of the world. You know that. We're oh, it's definitely about the that. end of time. No, that's but not much. I don't think it's the end of time, of but everyone loves that idea. People love the idea that... I'm going to leave you people time. here alone. When the Lord takes me up. Are you threatening Oh, yeah. Death? I, I, threaten, mean, I threaten people Nathan. all the time. I'm going first. I'm leaving the rest of you to the rapture. You're going to have a really fun <laughs> when your your flesh is melting off. And you face the devil personally. That's fine. I won't be around. That's because I'm you're going to give Roman... The chosen one. ...things to write about. He said he's going to write about age gap relationships. Oh, God. We're going to be in that sucker. He's going to be... <laughs> He's, he's going to be uh, characterizing us all over the place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think I'm a pretty easy person to make a character of. I mean, you're wearing a ridiculous cowboy this hat. This hat's still here. The hat's still rolling. 
Nobody. I'm not sure what you're trying to signify with that, but I don't know if that I want. To I've know. made no new relationships wearing this hat. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. You're barely keeping the ones you already. So have. I'm, I've been wearing the hat um, during the episodes on my way to the episodes, and then after, which can get dicey because we usually go have a couple adult beverages, right? Adult so, beverage. So this is the time I'm wearing the hat. I'm also wearing the hat when I day drink, but I'm only doing it. I'm not. Uh, I'm not doing it in the East Village. Where are you doing your day drinking? Uh, no, well, if I'm wearing the hat and I'm day drinking, I'm going somewhere where uh, brunch skateboarders you. won't roll me. Oh, interesting. You know, I've got to find Street. a place to. I'm bringing my longboard from Florida. I have an extremely oh, long good. longboard. Oh, you're gonna go out into the Hudson, and I don't know where to go. Yeah. Oh, Do you know? This, yeah, you take the longboard. You hack it up into two or three pieces because that's the only way that the uh, garbage will pick it up. And then you put it outside and you decide never, it's ever. It's from California. To I, ordered it. I haven't seen it in real life yet. I ordered it when I was in Spain. Oh, so you bought this. It's from California. And I'm so excited. So it costs double. It costs triple no, I got, because I you got it from it out there. It was extremely on sale, but it's a huge longboard. So it's really supposed to make you feel like you're surfing the skateboard. I'm extremely excited about seeing it when I go to Florida at the end of the month. Are you going to go to Florida? With me? I don't. I want to go to Florida, but I'm a really lazy person there. I gained 10 pounds. I Did never you? leave the pool. I get into multiple domestic squabbles with people. On the, I'm, I'm just so into life down there. I'm always You're getting live, into squabbles. Live, 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 live. I'm living down there. Like, mm -hmm. out, you know, here in New York City, I'm hiding in my little apartment. I'm not mm -hmm. coming outside. Not a lot of bad things can happen. I do drink, but it's like this anonymous kind of mm. sneaking around, mm. sneaking around all the time. Mm -hmm. In in Florida, I'm just outside. I don't care if I pass out in the street <laughs> in Florida. And you know what? Nobody else does either. Mm. Nobody cares what's going on down there. And that's just fine with me. Um, That's the scary thing to me about our state. The state of? Florida. Oh, because um, people down there act like. It was like at the beginning of the pandemic. We were down there together and it's just like. The thing no about one had a mask on. Oh God, zero go. mask. Nobody cares about. I the was mask. coming in from California. It was frightening. No, the thing about it is, is like, it's in, you know, it's like Las Vegas, where people go there. They go there to have a good time, and you know, maybe like a little bit like uh, New Orleans at certain times of the year, or yeah, Las and there's Vegas. There's huge populations of Latinos that just live there. Well, this is what I was getting to. I was getting to. So, like those places, there's like a party atmosphere. But in South Florida, the party kind of idea encompasses three counties and some of the largest population in America. And everybody down there is just having fun. Millions of people just getting wasted out of their minds. They're eating people's faces like a zombie video. Oh God, I saw that video. That, that was Miami, wasn't it? It was Pro like outside. How the could it not be? How could it not be South Florida? Part. Did you see the thing that our governor did? I have that, actually, I, I have restarted watching the news, oh and the first God. thing I could, I thought it was a spoof. I thought it was like the Onion. Yeah, you saw the thing about they're like, no, I don't. We mailed that. migrants to uh, New York. And put them in a box. Yes, it's so Gave scary. Them a rice meal it's really embarrassing. Like, here, get Florida. in the box. Get in the box. We there, we got fifty states, and we're gonna work oh. it out, buddy. Well, you know, why don't they just, just should do a lottery program? You come across the border, you put your hand in a hat, and you pull it out, it says Delaware. Sorry, buddy. I mean, that's actually You live in fine. Delaware now. No, in the EU, that's they have strategically shifted the refugees okay. among the different states. I'm just the joking. EU. But this is not what Florida did. Florida okay. just took a bunch of people, put them in yeah. a bus, and like mailed them without letting okay. New York but know. Let me As say a this. political statement, it's right. so embarrassing. Yeah, okay. But let me say this. So awful. Let me say this. They want to live in Martha's Vineyard. 
They want to live on that. <laughs> they did see it because they sent them. That was where they sent people. All right. They were of like, of course I know what like, it is. Obama when you say did I see Martha's it, I watch a, I didn't watch a segment or something like that. I just know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, and frankly, awful. let's say, all right, DeSantis so or whatever. Let's say, let's say you are from another country. You just showed up in Florida. Your okay, choices are, that. your choices are Hialeah. What's wrong with Hialeah? <laughs> <laughs> your choices are Hialeah. Some fucking place west of Fort Lauderdale that nobody ever goes to and you can't get out of because of traffic. And Hope Martha's so. Vineyard. <laughs> I don't think anybody, I don't think, I don't think people who are new um, to America think about relocating to a rural place like, like Northern Florida. Well, you know, those things all depend on patterns, migratory patterns. There have been cases where. Don't they really just do rely on governments and rude, rude laws? And no, it's more like your friend, kind of like your friend moves to New York and then you move to New York because your friend's uh -huh. there. Okay. I've never moved anywhere because my friends were there. But you, you kind of, you know, if I wasn't here, would you have come back here? I mean, I originally came back partially you because you were here. You have to lie and say you weren't. You have to lie right now and be like, and that also, has nothing to do with no, it. And also because I was born here and I have all my family you here. And my mom that. is from Long Island. You keep saying that, but I, I hang out with so many people who are native New Yorkers who could get all pissed off when you start saying you were born here because they're like, well, then as a baby, I got on a boat and paddled somewhere else. They're gonna and my family that. came through Ellis Island on my mom's side. Oh, my Like lots goodness. of classic New York stories. I, mean, I come wish on. this was inspiring Did your family come through Ellis Island? Oh, my family. No. My family was like... Like the jailer over there or something. <gasps> we invented Ellis Island. No, I'm just kidding. No, quarantine. We were Original farming quarantine. dirt at the time, west, far west of Ellis oh, Island. Oh, don't pull that blue we collar were. story. Excuse me. Is oh, that true? Or are you making people? that up? No, at that oh, time, Ellis Island. What are we talking about here? Ellis Island. What are we talking about? 19, because it goes on for quite some time. You're talking about the, the heyday. There's somebody knocking on the door. It's probably the guest. Ooh. Um, they can come in anytime they want. Who do you think it is? You don't even remember who's the guest today. The cat? Yeah. You're going to stand up and greet them? Again. Ladies and gentlemen. Don't tell me what to do. Local, famous New York City artist, Cat Chamberlain mm. and Caroline Falby. Oh, there's a video camera. But unless your credit card is on you, you won't be using it today. There's a video camera, there's video equipment. There's lots of uh, cameras and equipment, and I've had them stacked up around here just to make you nervous. So it's going to be on YouTube? No, no, I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm just kidding. Okay, I'm sorry, stop the joking. <laughs> we just met each other. Stop the bullshit for a second. I, um, I'm very distracted. I don't by, like, like the, How do I look in the cameras? I'm not looking at myself. fixing my hair. Oh, good. It's it, it's only a step up from Instagram. <laughs> you you thought you'd get the full view here, and now it's obscured again. That's pretty strange, isn't it? <laughs> we want to do some proper um, we want to do some proper introductions. I, I got a I got a good look on your guys's resumes, and they're really long. They're really complicated. <laughs> you guys have been around for a long time. Oh no! And so I just want to do. I'm great. Thanks. I, I, well, no, no, no. You're professionals in the scene. <laughs> you are. Uh, storied members of the downtown art scene. You, do you know that? And um, I certainly have been hearing about you and seeing you around for a long time. So can we start with introducing maybe what you're doing now or what's coming up instead of me saying, oh, look, you, looked, you worked at Here Art Center in 2017, so did I. Instead of me doing stuff like that, can, can we just um, introduce you guys as what you're doing now and maybe what you've done recently, Caroline? Caroline. Oh, my God. 
Um, Thanks for coming to my game show, Sorry, by the way. Really hot. Yeah, it's funny because I'm feeling that actually that malaise that you feel after something is done. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, actually, the, quite the opposite, where I'm like, I don't have anything going on. There could be like a car crash scenario happening. You know, you know what I mean? What I mean? Like, yeah. so it's like you don't know to be excited yet. Yeah. Your heart will stop beating when this thing ends. You'll be like, oh no, no, no. What did I say? What did I do? <laughs> Nobody knows. I'm not keeping track. Um, yeah, so I just finished doing spring break, so I'm sort of feeling, and I don't have any shows like up and coming. So okay, that's I'm okay. Feeling a little of that like post show malaise. With um, a professional like you, does that set in before the show even ends? You're at the spring break art show. It's going fabulous. But you're thinking already, oh, where's the next day? I got to send some emails. Who cares what's going on I here I think anymore? definitely, well, Kat and I have talked about this, that there's like when, and I think that plays to like the narcissism of artists, okay. right? Like, Little like you're, right, you're admitting to you it. You don't like to admit that you're like, there's like a beast that you need to feed. Yeah. And like, you're all like, I don't, it really comes... I don't really think about it until like there's a show or something like that, okay. or you got an award or something like that. And you, there's this anticipation like, Oh, what's coming next. And I think for me, I've had to sort of try to let go of that and just, is it ambition? Is a lot of it ambition or is it like a nervous energy or is it just like what you do? Like, this is what I, I do. Like and the insecurities. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think All it's right. more, I don't know. I mean, like, I think I've kind of taught myself and I still suffer from it every time I have some, something happen. Yeah. Like some expectation that this is going to be some kind of big, big break for something. What yeah. Is the thing. Yeah. You're thinking, uh, oh, these people are going to show up to my radio show and then they don't show up and just get, talk to Julie for yeah, yeah, something like Excuse me. <laughs> No, I mean, um, but I actually have lately been focusing on getting a specific task done for whatever the next event is. So if the task is I want to finish like this many pieces, if I can finish this many pieces, the show happens, whatever. All, all that matters is this many pieces finish, got finished. Right. Or I use this specific material and I have to like be very, very conscious of it in advance right. that it's not about networking or like you know, like your career moving forward. Cause when you start thinking that way, it really is like it, yeah. the, the chances are so slim. It's one in a million, you know? So there's, mm. there's really no point in like craving that kind of attention. And it's really, it has to be something that has to be fulfilling from within what you're doing. It's kind of like it's girls the only way to get away. It's kind of like girls. You got to make them think you're not really interested. <laughs> yeah. The gallery scene sometimes could be that. Yes. Way, well, right? I was going to say though, I, I but think that's that intentional. It is. I'm not, I'm, but maybe for, for myself, you mean like not interested in yourself? Like, no, no, no. Self believe that you're not interested. But in I well, also, maybe. But I think. To like do the role, well, to, to do not the whole be nar a narcissist. Say, I'm yeah. actually not really. I was going to say, I think I'm it really doing plays. It for the right reason. Right, right. But Kat, right. I was going to say, I think it's sort of, and uh, there is something sort of gendered about it in a way, like where I think as girls, you're sort of like, spoon fed all this like princess shit okay and then there's this idea like that kind of like is linked to this whole like you're gonna be discovered somehow right without like putting in any kind of work like you're just gonna show up and people are gonna think you're brilliant and like right. so but is that the princess shit or is that just like uh basic capitalism like you're gonna you're gonna make you're gonna make Boku bucks. If, like, if, when the product if, doesn't sell, like there's the this. Of well, there is this capitalist yeah. thing inside my soul that says, you know, what is the item worth? And then when it doesn't sell right away, in my mind, it's going on sale. 
You know what I mean by that? Oh, really? Yeah, like, so the very first day it's on sale, nobody buys it, now the value in my mind's gone down. I can't wait one more second. Right. I'm putting it on sale immediately. Right. Because until somebody does something there, the other person does something, mm -hmm. it's worthless. Mm. And that's such a terrible... That's obviously that's the that's the insecurity. I mean, that's not what I'm always, but that's the insecurity. Perhaps that's linked to the need to be in the gallery showing, always producing. Yeah, well, I think the important thing to do is when you start feeling that is just get back to work. Yeah. Just like get back into your studio and get back into your practice and get excited about what's happening there and like turn more inward and like talk about my dissertation. It's always you're, there. Uh, you're doing a dissertation. I am. Yeah. And it's always there. I'm always like, I can potentially turn inward towards my dissertation. Do you not go home sometimes because there awaits the dissertation? Um, it, it does wait for me at home, but I'm happy to turn into it. I actually like it. You know, I was looking up the Haitian and the United States. I know you're doing that while you're not answering my text message anyway, about this project. Return to your studio practice. I feel like I relate to you as having like this modernist project that's always with you. Um, I feel I do this thing where like I make something, I get it, I hate it. By the time it's over, I hate it. I never want to see it again. Because like at first I'm like, love it. Look, look at what he did. Look at what I did. And then if anybody looks, I'm like, okay, take it. Just take, let's, okay. And then, um, mm. then I go on a binge. And then at some point I'm like sitting somewhere, I'm doing something. And I think to myself, oh, I've wasted so much time, like between projects. Mm. And that's, that's how it all starts over for me. Then I'll be sitting there and I'll think, be like Julie's talking or something and it'll hit me. Oh, I've been doing this for a while. Been in this bar with these or something, you know? Yeah. And it'll hit me again. And I'll be like, okay, I'm a piece of shit. We need to start a project again. I need to start doing what I was thinking about doing. You know, there's always something else back there. And then you're like, text everyone, podcast. <laughs> then I go into a manic, <laughs> then I go into a manic hey, uh, haze of texting and DMing celebrities who are probably calling the police. <laughs> but I think that it's important to take those breaks though, too. And I don't think people really value that enough there's sort of like this idea like to be a serious artist you need to be constantly Ameri making work americans though right yeah uh, we're Maybe. doing that Very. across the pond we're doing a lot of talking oh, no man i was just in europe and yeah. it was so slow where were yeah. you it is a i was in case. germany and i was in albania and turkey and it was just wow. so slow and we and love everyone over there <laughs> Like the, just the, the speed the at which everything now. is going and here then, is just kind of... In, please, Berlin, send me your shows still. But what's going on over there does take a lot longer. When people plan things, they plan things a lot farther in advance, which is always really annoying. I'm bad at that. Well, let's so. do this podcast. Okay, well, in 15 months, I have another show. <laughs> Whoa, dude. Academic I'm, calendars are like, yeah. they're extremely yeah. long. It's like, I already know next semester and the summer and the fall. Whoa. So we've, one thing that, that we figured out... your adjunct, you don't get any of that at all. And you have a lot more security. <laughs> well, you guys, yeah, you guys didn't introduce done. your academic records in the beginning. Is that something we want to keep the hell off? Does it, we uh -oh. got some... Yeah. We got, <laughs> you do not have to tell anybody, but somewhere, somewhere, you guys are teaching somebody something. Oh. I did see that. Correct. No, well, we, oh, we're looking yeah, well, right. I mean, like at we're you. Uh, with we are with vantage points. Um, we're going to be teaching a class. Okay. On body form and space. I saw next. that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what is that about? What is the? What is it about? I mean, it's um, for open to students in all mediums, um, and we're going to be looking cool. at body based like work, I guess. In the, in the little, like, I don't know if you want to call it an ad. Everything I put on Instagram is kind of an ad, so I don't really know what to yeah, say. Yeah. But um, I saw something that Caroline put up where the joke is maybe some art reviewers, art critics are just shout, shouting nonsense at the subject. And, you know, so... 
So are you helping people, are you helping students have a defense mechanism for shitty critics, media people like me who just show up and like, oh, it's so pretty. Um, you know, or is this more about learning how to talk about how your own talk work? About I think it's like about like have finding a space like what I hope that we do with this class is have a space where people can talk about their work really frankly. I think there's a lot of like art speak that happens. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to teach it to Julie right now. And, <laughs> Excuse me? And yeah, well, Julie's a smart person, but she doesn't have to know how to talk I my, bullshit. Have, I have my but own rhetoric. Have, so she doesn't have, know the bullshit. We have we have both. Yeah, um, MFAs. So we've been taught this these this art speak sure. and have had to spend years like Polishing. taking it all out of our mm. brains. Yeah, I mean this is what it's been years since we've graduated. Is like but it's also get you have to recycle it every time you write a grant application. Well, but that's the problem. No, you have to you have to you see it and you're like this yes. And why do I need why do I need to write about this thing? But it's also There's a gap. I'm gonna fill it. You know what? We didn't we didn't introduce you on this show. Did you notice that? Who me? Do you know if you ever? I'm noticed, always on the show. That's well, why I'm I know. If you ever notice, I just realized just now they probably don't know your resume because I didn't say it. But that's okay. I mean, you can listen to some other show. But um, if I ever skip over you like that, because I think I just skipped right the hell. I over. mean, I know I'm here to be a foil. Uh, well, you're not the foil. You're the other co-host. <laughs> I'm fine. You're with the that. co-host. I'm okay. I'm sorry I didn't introduce you. you. We're not going to do it now. But I just realized that. I mean, I'm sorry. We've got the class we're teaching. We're going to teach people. Embodiment. It sounds like you, is that a good artsy word? Yeah. How do you guys feel about yeah. embodiment? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's a bit thinking about how your art relates to um, external circumstances. So how does your work relate to the space around it? Positionality. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, that, that features in many different ways. But I do think like in getting back to like the art speak thing is that um, the thing that's been sort of a pet peeve for me in teaching is um, the way that we feel obligated to talk about our work to like infuse it with some sort of self-importance um, and not really talk about what it's really about. And I think that if you really dig deep into like the inclinations, like why are you picking up a certain tool? Or like, why do you keep on making the same image over and over again? It's probably not the reason you're telling people. So the, the art so, speak is stopping people from like really thinking about what the hell we're, they're doing. Here. Yeah, yeah like your artist's statement, them. like you should be able to talk to your neighbor who doesn't know anything about art and tell yeah. them your artist statement and they should be able to understand what that's about. Um, do people, you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I wonder, I just have felt a lot of my life that people want the speak and when they don't get it, they kind of get pissed off. Like they come to, come to your art show. Maybe they're a little bit outside of art. They are your neighbor. They're somebody, yeah. but when they talk to you, they want something, almost something that mystifies them a little. Mm -hmm. And isn't that where the art speak That's why people started adopting it so much because like to the viewer, the viewer feels so satisfied, especially maybe sometimes you say some things they don't understand. They well, know yeah. it's a phrase. They know, oh, that, that sounds smart. But it's a little emperor has, is, has no clothes, right? Like, yeah. I, that was something that drove me nuts in grad school. And um, is this, you know, talking about your work and using these like three, four syllable words. And I'm sure you know this from academia yeah. Yeah. where the person actually isn't really saying anything at all. They're just like pontificating yeah. about like going off on weird tangents that have nothing to do with right. really 
what and you're it, talking about. I mean, about. I think we're all suckers for people who are smarter, who sound smarter than us. And mm -hmm. so we will. Yeah. That's why I brought you talking. here on the show. Today. Uh, <laughs> okay? but I, think I, want a, I want smart people on the show. I know it's not me and we, that's what you're we, doing here. We want to feel, well, we want to feel like we're talking to somebody smart too, because yeah. that'll make us feel good. Yeah. Right. But right. then, but the problem is that if you don't even know what you're making, you don't know why you're making it, then, then it's actually not like going to go beyond that, that initial conversation. And it's not going to communicate anything to anybody. Right. That's like, that's, um, I would say more universal. I mean, what for me, my like thesis on all this or like philosophy is that there has to be some kind of, um, uh, like, uh, almost, tr um, From 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 like the, from a tribal or or maybe like a, something that's like de deeply rooted in you that you recognize in in this in your body yeah. in your physicality right. in the way that you respond are you repulsed or are you attracted to something mm -hmm. right. and if you're not like paying attention to those things and you're only paying attention to the academic aspects of it or you know the stuff that you've studied right. then you're often lying to yourself and you need to be able to find those two things and in order to be able to reach that like very sorry primal is the word that I was thinking of like the primal aspect if you're not reaching the primal part um, then you're probably lying to yourself. And the problem is that we have too many people who go through institutions, get institutionalized like us, are taught all this language that sounds cool. It brings up feelings about pol politics or, you know, institutions that we like or dislike. And then we feel emotional in that way, but it really has, doesn't reflect on us at all. And it actually right. reflects on other institutions and not what we, we are, who we are, and why we make the thing that we make. And it's very, we should be really very in a way actually narcissism is is in some way a good thing in, in some ways like right because you want like what you inside you to, right. yeah but yeah. not to be narcissistic in that you like you can't see you can't see the the fact that you're actually reflecting everyone else instead of yourself yeah right. like as a well as a teacher you want your students to be like cleaving themselves right like right. you want them to be like digging into like those things and trying to figure out like why they're doing making these the two the two sides of uh, but i was gonna i was just gonna say one other thing the flip side though of the teacher is that you never want to be projecting your shit on pretty hard that's another pretty hard. onto your students and that's like actually the thing that i mean i hope i don't do like um is like helping students actually like when they're struggling with something, trying to figure out why they're struggling with it on their own and how they can wear like certain paths that they well, can I take on their own, but that are not necessarily from. paths that you would take. I you believe know? that a lot of the projection happens through the the language that's used and the not necessarily that the teacher, the phraseology. Well, but the teacher is like using this language, this art speak that is so loaded mm -hmm. and the students recognize these things. They've like they're somewhat familiar with what it's attached to. They're not in, entirely familiar with the whole story. Yeah, and and then they're like, okay, well then I guess, I guess I should be making work about this. You know, like, mm -hmm. I'm making work about feminism, blah 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 blah. Well, and but they don't have any um, personal, actual um, personal viewpoint. It's yeah. somebody else's viewpoint. They want to please the teacher. Yeah. There's like the good student kind. Yeah. of. Yeah. Well, a lot of times when students, and you could tell me, I mean, what do I know? But a lot of times when students are interacting with academia, it's 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 bad or it's worse. Either they make something and then they try to attach academic phrases to it, explain it through this verbology, or even worse, they make something with these phrases in their head. 
that's the even worse side of it. Mm-hmm. But I think what Kat's trying to say before was the interesting part is like, you know, the thing, being able to talk about how you pulled something out of you or whatever, I like to call it what's on the hook. Mm-hmm. What was on the hook that caught whatever is wrong with you inside or whatever mm-hmm. and brought this to the surface? And if people could talk about what was the bait mm-hmm. that your conscious is giving the subconscious, mm-hmm. pulling the stuff out of you. I think that the moment where we can realize why the hell we did something, like I did this whole intricate thing, it's got nothing to do with me, maybe it's it's about the 17th century, and in the end, I just miss my mom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And but that's the part of the acad that's what that's what the academic I disagree. I think their historians have a role and because you study something in the nineteenth or the seventeenth century doesn't mean it's all a reflection of like I felt ostracized from my culture, so I went really deep into scrolls from 17th century China. <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> because I feel like, a, you know, an ostracized in America. Who would who have done that? That would yeah, have been Ezra Pound. I mean, this has become very, like, anti... Also, there are tendencies, but all... Education has tendencies, theory has tendencies, art has tendencies, and has fashions, and that doesn't just influence individual students. That tends to influence everybody. I mean... Before you guys were saying, you know, okay, so we have to use a certain kind of language when we talk about art. But really, I just wanted to say we have to use a lot of times an erotics. I mean, we have here on the table before us, we have Sex Mag, which has supposedly nothing to do with sex. It's a literary magazine. Yeah. But the idea is you have to use a language. A lot of times it's either oh, I see quote what you're unquote. Saying. I was waiting yeah, for the point of that. Or I get what you're saying. You have to make an erotics of, and those are just forms of poesis. Right, right. And there's right. not really an issue with that. I mean, if you find that you think your students are like too much, you know, in the artifice and they're not really connecting to them. Well, Julie, I mean, I sex is pretty basic. Sex them. is pretty primal, right? So that's kind of the, that's the attraction. Whereas if we talk about art speak, this is not, it is, it is very unique, very specific. There's a specific number of okay, people so who understand it. an example it. of like a word. And it's very foreign really to most, to like the body so even. Formal. Juxtapose. What? That's a nice word. What's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice word. Uh, Karen, it's I don't think teleological. Every, it's like in every single artist. A little. Event. So I don't know. <laughs> boring. I don't know if you know the what's going on in the show. I don't really know either. But we're doing a juxtaposition um, of voices. We are kind of doing an odd couple podcast. Yeah. Julie's obviously the academic here, and every now and then we push her with our aunt. Not maybe you. A lot of anti. With anti-intellectualism. Yeah. We're she teaching. gets a lot. She's. Yeah. <laughs> we're teaching. <laughs> Their teacher. But you're like our students. Our students suck. I follow trends, and it's like okay. no, no, no. That was. I'm sorry. Did I take away the wrong? No, takeaway? but I, I do think that they should find their own language. You want them to find an original language for themselves. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I don't even want to say an. I want to find. I. You want your students to find their voice. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing is you don't want them to be plagiarizing. You want them to like find. You want them. What about sampling though? Well, there's inspiration, right? Yeah. There's a difference between influence and Absolutely. and sure. yeah. No, I get plagiarism, I don't right? Like an appropriation, yeah. right? You can you can be influenced by things, but there and that line is very gray, right? Absolutely. But so, but I do think the difference between art and academia is if you are, say, studying um, interwar Britain or something sure. like that, right? Respectful attitude. I mean, that's you are respectful attitude. You're looking at texts. You're like primary and secondary texts, and you're trying to put things together like you're a detective, and you're trying to kind of be as um, 
like put as little as yourself almost into it, right? Because you're trying to come to these conclusions in a very kind of non-biased way. Um, and they may support a thesis, right? Like mm -hmm. a thought, but um, you're not finding things to support your thesis. You're coming to a thesis after invest doing these investigations, right? Yeah, right? Like that's the difference between like um, pseudo documentaries and real documentaries, right? Mm -hmm. um, but with art, the source is yourself. And so that's also, where it becomes okay. problematic, right? And so we also use this academic speak to um, sort of elevate, like this feeling like our ourselves as a source is not enough. So in okay. order for yeah. us to infuse our opinions and thoughts with importance, we need to use this um, this rhetoric in order for it to get some sort of value. It's also an in-group thing. I mean, is that what we're not discussing here right now? There's an exchange of symbols in a lot of this language. You know, um, the, the professor, the normal one, not the cool one, like Caroline, but uh, <laughs> the professor comes over to see your art and then you say a bunch of phrases that they want you to say. Okay. They're for you. <laughs> it's all for you, Caroline. Okay. Take I've invented in. this whole show just to bring you guys down here. That's the whole thing. Oh, that's awesome. He's been talking about you for ages. Let me catch my breath. That's true. <laughs> I went out there to inform the security guard who's coming on of all the names for tonight. I went out there. They're not there. But I'm the administrator of this show. Don't mind me. I'm going to get <laughs> Wait, it Wait, what happened? Well, now there, there's somebody comes on shift now. We're here later. So eventually there's like somebody out there. Charlie. And I have, we have more people coming. So they need a list. They're actually uh, incessantly calling me. So I ran out there. I took the opportunity to go to the bathroom. And then uh, I came back in, but it, it's to no avail. I don't know what I was even doing out there. I missed five seconds of Kat and Caroline. Now I'm fucking fucked. I don't know. I just want to say, like, adding off of, I don't know about in-groups necessarily, because there's in-groups everywhere. I think the difference, maybe, again, back to the difference between academia and art making, is that it's a physical experience. Yeah. Um, you're working with media, you're working your, with your hands, you're working with your brain, um, your n neurons are responding to touch, to smell, um, to visual mm. objects that create specific um, ideas and emotions that you're not necessarily, you know, you don't recognize immediately. And that's like, we do, okay, we have that same response to words on text, but it's, it's a very like specific experience of having the body with a material. Mm with paint, with um, glass, I don't know. It, it, so it, it, and then and that's where it's really important and it's gonna be seen physically as well. Like it's a visual experience. Mm -hmm. The body is being activated. And so if, if the body is like focusing mo mostly on the academic aspect of it and it's only thinking like through the mental part, you know, the, the processing of ideas, what about the rest of the body? How is the rest of the body responding to the work? And how, and how is the person who's viewing the work actually going to understand it? There's such a weird uh, dichotomy because I've, ne I've obviously been around um, art studios or you know, galleries, institutions that are not connected to academia, but it's few and far between. And there's this con obvious connection between art and academia. Mm -hmm. But not every artist appreciates it. Some people are on the outside of it. Some people are on the inside of it. Hate it. That's well, what I some hear. not not artists everybody. Are like, Academics are so boring and respectful. Well, that's true. But that, <laughs> that's like, no, no, <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That part's true. But no, there's such a there's a link. Artists the link's never going money. away. It's like the link between artists and rich people. I think it's just about it's never money. Going yeah, away. it's about funding. 
Yeah, it's about funding. And there's the critics. It sounded like you're saying you're not trying to it's educate the critics. critics. You're trying to educate artists. Yeah. Or not even educate, but like have people come into their Give them the tools. Act. You know what? Give I them think... tools. Give them a space to, yeah, and help them recognize that they're physically responsible for their work and mm. they can actually speak about it. I think Julie it. should sh sign up for this class. And Julie, oh, go down there. I would like <laughs> to. Sign up you, for the class. you pay for me to go? There's, there's <laughs> no way that I can afford for Julie to go to the class. I would like to go to the class. This whole studio is bankrupting not just me, not just Julie, but whatever credit cards I've opened up without her knowledge <laughs> and we're having a really fun time but it will come to an end someday soon yeah i mean i think as a t if you're a good teacher you want your student to excel in the way that they want to excel not in the way that you want them to excel right like you don't you want them to succeed and if they're not succeeding then you're a crappy teacher like that's how i think about it so like if you have a student who's not coming to class or you have a student who's not handing in work like it could be like their class is just not your jam and you need to have a conversation with them. Like maybe you should be doing something else because like art is fun, right? So if like you're not coming to is art it? class. Is it? If you're not coming to art class, like maybe art isn't your thing, right? So, and I'm sure it's the same with academia, right? Like if you're not, if you're a math I worry when my students don't if, come. I feel it, tremendously Yeah. Like, you feel so hurt if you're a personally? PhD, if you're, oh, Lord. If you're like a master's student, I mean, I, don't, I guess master's students still take classes, right? They do. Yeah. And I think they go. So, like, if you're a master's student in <laughs> math and you're, like, skipping classes, like, why are you spending? It's so expensive to go to school. Well, because like, they're young and they don't know what the hell's going on. But right? you're going to be left with, like, tons of debt. Like, just don't yeah. come. Oh, well, <laughs> like, let's mean you go down NYU and start handing out some literature to everybody about what the hell's going on down there. But I, anyways, I just don't think like necessarily like grift. everyone needs well, to go to school. True. Not everyone needs to go. But to... if somebody wants to be in school and they're feeling like intimidated mm -hmm. by all this art speak and they're yeah. feeling like they're not an active participant in it, like it's your responsibility as a teacher to like help facilitate. You know what's their good practice. about art school? And I don't know. I only know about America. This is on America. The good thing about art schools in America are. The live figure drawing classes. If you're out there and you're looking for some kind of art program and you're going through it and they don't offer you any live figure, you get another, you get another school. And then the other thing, you need some figure drawing. These kids need to draw. The other thing that's going on is that what makes these programs special? And I think that every art program in America knows, because this is how they advertise, is that one teacher. You know? Every art program usually just has one good teacher. And then everybody comes to the school, they want that teacher, you know? And I think that that's it. Like, is there somebody teaching there who could teach you something, usually with your hands? They're like, you know, the, the old sculpture guy works mm -hmm. at the school. Mm -hmm. It's that, it's the live technical, figure. technical, you're saying the technical. School. Well, a lot of times it's a technical I, I, person. I it doesn't have to be a technical I, I think maybe we're coming across wrong here, though, because we're not entirely <laughs> against, we're not entirely against theory. I think there's just like such I a am. heavy focus in that you are. I'm going to be. Yeah, I think there's just such a heavy focus on how to approach making work through I, theory. I am the that, like, anti-intellectual of the students show. are young and they don't even know themselves at all to even yeah. approach theory. Yeah. Like they're just, they're, they're completely um, blank yeah. slates that, it, that are being dumped theory on and have no uh, idea what their bodies are capable of. Um, 
It's like actually, it's like That's sex. It's actually like sex in America. How kids have sex and they think that they're like pros at this. You know, when they when they when they That's have an interesting. No, no, no. That's actually. They, 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 they are pros at it because they've like they've never done it before, but they've seen it on TV and yeah. they're like, okay, what the first time I do this, this is going to be amazing. But, but art is like and sex where you got to mess it up a bunch and do it I wrong a hundred times. Like right? blowjobs, it's like isn't it? Like the very first thing I ever made and showed it to somebody, they were like, you did this wrong. This is terrible. Oh no. Well then, but then, okay, so the sex goes bad. It's not good. Right. What the fuck? Well, you get some theory. You get some theory in there. You start explaining to it. No, no, it's not just theory. Because theory is like, theory is maybe the things that you've been told, this is how it's supposed to be. This is how it's supposed to be. These are the structures. This is the system. But then, but the actual experience is the time that you spend. So wait, the theory in this, the theory in that contrast would be pornography. Ah, pornography is the theory. Right, bad, bad, bad. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And pornography can really fuck you up. You promise? Uh, yes. And we've had this conversation <laughs> a few times um, I am not pornography positive. Julie, what do you have to I say? mean, I do actually study this, and I am pro- Are you putting out a book on all this stuff people. or anything? Uh, no, mo a person I work with just wrote a book called Looking at Porn, Mark Greif, and that's coming Thank out. Thank you, Mark he Greif. He feels very, like, it's, there's a lot of problems for him because he feels like he doesn't have the right positionality to write the just book. Just turn around, Mark. He's like, maybe it should be like a, a white woman. Dude. Yeah, he's a white dude. Oh, here yeah, we like, go. Uh -oh. Yeah. But um So is he gonna invent another identity? Is he I gonna mean, start he, telling I people like my family's really from Greece? Just start I mean, doing no, it. No, you find it somewhere. You know, he needs oh, there okay, we there go. go. <laughs> no. oh, thank goodness. Oh, good. Write the book. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Every time they say white Jew, you say Jew. White Jew. White? <laughs> I'm a Jew. Awful. <laughs> Listen, that's what you gotta do nowadays. I'm not trying to get down this rabbit hole, but the dude's white. He works in academia. You better come up with that. Third position. Uncomfortable about talking about sex because he's a white dude. Well, well, no, for in a number space. of reasons, exactly. Be one, because he has like a small daughter, and I guess he's like also thinking like she's gonna read this. Well, book that's another. You <laughs> thought she was gonna say something <laughs> else too. You know what it took us, Caroline? And it then, only took us two uh, consonants <laughs> in that sentence I mean, to pick up something okay, dirty. That's, that makes sense. I mean, I have those anxieties too. And he yeah. has those essays about the little girl, the eroticism of the little girl, which I did oh, see. There's like a New York conversation no. about that, I think. The age right? gap combo. And there's like a, no, Is there's a theory. Mean? There's all this theory about the erotics of the little girl. I don't remember the particular. There's some weird Marxist theory down here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. Well, It's I mean, right next to the, the normal problem. Marxist Foucault. theory, the yeah. weird Marxist theory. Foucault's, Foucault had... Yes, Foucault had a lot of things to say, also a lot younger, of boys present. Had, had some, yeah. You ever think what Foucault said about young men, do you think he had a young man write it? I mean, there's a lot of assistants around. Wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't it be funny? Are you joking? His Would that be worse? so meandering. He obviously wrote it. It's awful. It's, yeah, true it's enough. It's awful to read. True enough. Yeah. Okay, that's I true. He is awful. Speaking of art speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's important. What he did is important, but yeah. it's awful to read. You know, you could say that whatever art speak is, the academics are the one who did that. Oh, it's trickle down from us. Yeah, it's trickle down. <laughs> It's, it's like a power, it's a power move. You know, it's like, it's like. Well, but because your people are coming up with words your people. that describe. No, but we not would have you. No, we would have no you're, content. You're attacking her specifically. <laughs> I'm just saying. I would never I, do that, and no that is content. not the we point like of the show. We, without the artists. we like to create these subgroups, like you're saying, these cliques, mm. these groups that have certain ways of speaking with each other. And then they go, oh, yeah, that's totally, you know, I totally agree with you. And no one else would understand it. He accused me of vocal fry, which I don't do. Oh, I don't even know what that means, really. Oh. I, I feel I like think the I have with academia <laughs> and art. Um, I would say my biggest pet, pet peeve about theory and art is that a lot of MFAs don't have any sort of education in the humanities at all. Mm -hmm. 
Like they went to under school, like went, went to undergrad for art. Like right. they did a BFA. Yeah. And they took some art history. But their their knowledge, like education of social and historical, like social history is like pretty limited. So then they're coming into grad school and they're being fed like Foucault and Lacan and um boring the crap out of everybody. And they don't understand or they never learned the actual like point in history when that was written. And like Oh yeah. They don't they don't understand like why this theory came about. What I'm with and when they're history. when they're like applying it, they're they're not even thinking about when they're applying it even to certain paintings or certain sculptures, they're not even thinking about the historical context of those things. And so it's a real pet peeve of mine. Um, like and I, I think there is a space for those things, like especially with like Lacan Foucault, because they are talking about semiotics and they're talking about ways of seeing things, but at the same time, it's if you're trying to apply those things to, and I've heard very well-known art historians do this, trying to apply these theories um, to a certain artist and not having an understanding of the historical context of that artist, it's just like square peg, round hole. It doesn't make any sense. We're doing that all over the place right now in our society and in our scene. We're taking words, verbiage, characters, symbols from the past, wars from the past we're using them to describe people now we're using a lot of stuff from the 1960s now the uh to um describe things that are happening now hmm. i don't know i know we do recycle stuff that's that's yeah unusual. it's recycling it's yeah. also i think um a lot of people want to go back to a time when they were right like when they can see like their political or social point of view was correct about something like back when i was the hero you know, something in the 60s where everybody was triumphant. They're not triumphant now, so they would like to project a time period. I guess that's the benefit the of being a woman, right? We've never had that. Oh, there's got to be a lot of benefits. <laughs> never had that opportunity. I want to let you guys know on that subject. Not. On that subject, just to be a little lighter here. On that, that subject. Real, like, you just erased our whole history I am, in that <laughs> sentence. You really set women back there on that one. I know. The, um, I want to let you guys know, of all the people I've contacted, you know, because this is a real girl boss episode here. And, uh, I don't it like is. that word. Damn it. Wait, why not? I'm trying to make everybody I happy. I don't like girl boss. Well, there's a lot of girl bossing going no, on. No, it's not that. It's just like it's a it's like a working Capitalist. capitalist kind of okay. like yeah, the only way I can be uh good at fulfilled and real. Yeah, is is to be a, a hard capitalist. That's not what I mean by capitalist. it. You know what I mean by it? I mean like what is what I was going to that's say. like anti-feminine in fact. Like, Maybe. Yeah. But there's 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 something a little misogynist in there. Oh, yeah. They, well, probably. But um, I, what I'm trying to say is positive for the love of God. <laughs> it's um, I've all the, I've you know I've reached out to a lot of people. A lot of them are too famous to answer me. Some of them have, mm -hmm. and the ones who are the bravest are women. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting that all the way down from Gen Z all the way up to I have somebody I don't want to mention them. She's an older artist here in New York, and everybody loves her. She might come on our show. Mm -hmm. Please, for the love of God, mm -hmm. and. Uh, the women, no matter the age group, have been a lot braver in this process. And that's not the way it's supposed to be, right? It's supposed to be, uh, you're supposed to be scared to come down and meet a stranger in a cowboy hat on Canal Street. because I didn't maybe know you, you had a cowboy hat. Well, you've, now you're regretting it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and the responses scary. I've gotten, and I'm, I'm talking about all the way down to people 
who don't really have that many Instagram followers and they're a little scared. Why are you messaging me? You know, I'm just a uh, young person in the scene. The girls are coming down and the guys are getting scared. The guys, mm -hmm. the guys. How do you know the guys are scared? Well, because they keep, they're putting off my show and they're calling me. Like a lot of the women are saying, you're a weirdo, never met you. I'm coming to the studio. <laughs> and a lot of, no, they are. It's a lot of bravery going on. And you know what? It's not individual oh, okay. and individual. This is just happening kind of writ large. And a lot of the males, a lot of the dudes, mm. some of them boys and, the, and some young people coming on the show, mm. a lot of them are a lot more scared. And even in that cohort, even in the Gen Z cohort, the boys want meetings and they want to know first. They want Julie's email and they all this other stuff. Okay. The girls just want to make sure that I'm not an insane hooded vandal. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and as soon as I give them Julie's thing and they just kind of take one look at it, a lot more. No, I'm not saying. I would not let anything happen to any of the women oh, that's and girls that nice. came on the show. I'm not <laughs> saying that women are responding good to me because I've had a lot of hey creeper get out of here. Oh, yeah. But yeah, of course. But um, I just see a, generally a lot more courage going on with the women who are messaging. I just wanted to say that here on okay. the girl boss episode, I mean, no matter what cat like says. To, and it's somewhat, about girl I mean, bossing. I don't know if I've like feel girl bossy brave or courageous in any way. Well, in it's fact, because it you're already a, a brave person. To say no, you're I'm, already a brave <laughs> person. You go but, places, you talk to strangers, you go to interviews. So you already have maybe, you know, what the, why are you I think, scared? No, but I've like, I've, I've followed you for a long time on Instagram. Mm. That's true. And you followed me for a long time. Yes. And so I'm not. How's, how's that experience been? Has it been super weird? Well, is I haven't, it? I haven't seen your face. So this is the first I'm time. I'm sorry to disappoint face. you today. With no, I'm, I actually was, I am surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I, we were hoping for two faces. You know, I heard you were the two face broad Did you dude. know I thought you were Latino? You, oh, really? Yeah. Well, did you know that I am not? Yeah. <laughs> well, I do, I do have some cool. South of the Border heritage. It comes across as Spanish and Portuguese. Mm. I don't want to say conquistador, but they were from it. <laughs> I were, think I knew this about they were yeah. conquistador. The, the I other, know the you. other side of the yeah, the Spanish Portuguese comes from across the border. Mm. It was actually um, my grandmother believed that that who would be I think her my grandmother's grandfather. She believed that this person was native from Mexico. And it ends up he only had a trace amount of native, but he was actually Portuguese mm. and Spanish. The Portuguese made him very dark. She's got some photos from wherever the hell, you know, but he, he looks really dark. And he married a native woman. And I think that my 23andMe test changed my, that doesn't, you know, it changed my history because I think the they thought he was native. You know? The mestizaje there doesn't mean that he's not native oh uh, like here just, we go there's so many generations that's not what the chinese told me in a blood test oh, yeah exactly Those <laughs> you know what's crazy about the spanish i'll tell you something about the spanish yeah, portuguese thing i don't know much, why we're talking how much new how much information they have right 23 and me is only based on how much it's probably a lie but i'm basing my whole personality on five people in that area who have yeah. that who have who have taken tests and, oh, and they give the data that's what tells you what your 23 yeah and it's me actually is. really what? bad for determining indigenous uh, well, I have a, well, I've got a pretty big red spot in my color wheel. We can get to it. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying that. But um, don't, don't, you don't want on the inside of this fucked up mixed baby nonsense no. over here. Yeah. But, uh, you know, what I was going to say about the color wheel, you know, which obviously you guys said doesn't matter. I'm going to finish the story anyway. Um, the color wheel they sent me, even though Julie's starting to say, well, you know, the guy's Spanish, the guy's Portuguese, that doesn't mean he's a native, whatever. They, it's colored in blue and it sat next to my English heritage, even though, it come, you know, even though it was actually crossed with my indigenous. I thought you were era. Irish. I have the I, the the uh, dear old white folk who've contributed to my heritage were British and Irish, yeah. But hey, the Irish originally were not white. 
Oh, they're going to love a couple this. generations. Have they, do they know about this? Do you, I don't know. Do you know? Is that the word on the street? I don't know what people I know. don't know. I'm so disinterested in this stuff oh, a lot okay, of the time. Okay, let's change the subject. No, no, That's no. Well, the, the whole goddamn thing's wrapping up, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Kat, I want to talk real quick. For, I, you know, um, the, I see you guys. Are you guys as great of friends as I think you are? Oh, yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, I yeah. see that. I, that comes <laughs> through. It, I invited you guys both at the same time because I was like, ah, the other one's just going to be mad at me. Do you want to know how we met? Well, yeah. no, we met. She had a, yeah. she had a show. Was it way out place. in Bushwick or was it out here? Art Housewife Center? Gallery. She kind of did a show, but we met through Priscilla before, I think. Yeah, we've known each other for a long but then, time. But then we got but... really close during the pandemic. Yeah. We ended up walking around Prospect Park every morning and screaming at each other. Nice. Like we were screaming. You were angry. You were angry, just <laughs> like the rest so, of us. So we were getting into lots of politics. Yeah. And yeah. Just like screaming. We're all on the same side? No. no. <laughs> One of the um, things I think is great about we were, this, and we didn't do it, did we? We didn't do it. So, you know, we have this odd couple thing here. I know you guys are, a put, but we didn't do any of that shit. But we, we but we can always. You know, we don't have to do that crap. But we always come to, uh, like, an agreement somehow, even if it's, uh, sometimes it's like we agree to disagree. Yeah. And, but still we can find, like, the truth in something that the other person is saying. We've had times where, like, I came home and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, well, you know what, Kat? Yeah. You know why you were doing you that? Know. You were doing that because Caroline's the good guy and you're not, you're. I know, I'm the bad You're one. the bad. <laughs> why is everybody always so mad at you on the internet? That's because I can I'm never blonde. figure it out. Huh? It's because you're blonde. blonde. <laughs> That's right. Why is everybody so always um, angry Oh, because, I mean, I, I mean, I'm a bit of a. We're troll. like Betty and Veronica. Are you trolling I'm your troll. friends and stuff? You know what yeah, I mean, funny? my closest friends are trolls. She's also a troll in a, a little way, too. You, you, you know, know what? I, she, like, <laughs> pretends to be the angel. My closest friends also make people <laughs> She's angry. She's like, oh, this is Oh, like, all of I'm you. I'm surrounded oh, that's by good. trolls. Oh, that's good. It's Frog Day. Um, what I noticed specifically about the people who are getting angry at you. I like shit posting. I do yeah, that regularly. Not not on IG though. I don't do it on Instagram. You, it's well, really it comes over there a little. But not that. I mean, the way I do. You know like, what? Um, parts of the you internet. know what I notice about some of the shit you get is comes from your own friend group, like your friends. It's not like a lot of times I don't see like strangers telling you you something on the oh, internet. No, 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 it's yeah. usually your own friends. Seems like you're a your catalyst down there in the. Friend oh, group. I mean, I think like when I talk to my friends, like. They disagree with me often, and they're like, oh, I'm cat, you know? Like, <laughs> Some people show up in your Instagram, and it seems like you have a very familiar... I'm thinking of something specific, and I don't really want to bring it up. Well, it was something it? where you said something sex positive. Somebody who obviously seems like they know you was like, cat, is this the place to be projecting those uh, opinions? And you pretty much told the guy to shove off. You're like, listen, Brian, I'll see you at the bar later, okay? You don't need to tell me anything on Instagram. And it was that kind of, it was that kind of exchange, right? I, I thought it was really funny. I, you know, I get, I get a lot of shit on the internet, but it's from strangers mostly. And I people, think they know what you're talking about. That's a while ago, that person. Yeah. That person, I actually had to. I remember. He, he was like directly messaging me and oh, yeah. talking to me about my relationship with my daughter. Ooh. Um, and not cool. Sit, talk, telling me how I should be making my art sure. and what I should. Some I was, guy like, from school. You know school. what? I don't like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to talk about my you, relationship. That's really funny. I, I uh, get a lot of shit you. from people I don't know, but my friends generally are cued in on the, either, either they don't know what I'm doing, right, Julie? A lot of people don't know what I'm doing on the internet at all, like my friends and How family. many accounts do you have? I, I don't think. have any accounts. Don't look for them. <laughs> um, but it's usually if you do know me and you do, knew, don't, do know I'm doing this ridiculous nonsense, most people are like, wouldn't be my friend. You know what I mean? It's the strangers who are always showing up. They've just read an article about me from 2017 or something. They show up in my 
Instagram and start hitting the report button. That's why I know. Oh, yeah. I always know somebody's somebody from the past has found me when everything gets reported all of a sudden. I'm like, what's her name? Where are you from, Wisconsin? What's wrong, sweetheart? I don't know. <laughs> One of my things is that I've never been zucked. Like, oh, you've I've never been never thrown been off? Been zucked. Yeah. Oh, that is that. I've never been thrown off Facebook. And it's so weird. There's time. Everyone around me, everyone around me is always getting thrown well, off. Well, it's coming. Uh, no, I'm just, a good, <laughs> I'm just a good girl. I'm just a good girl. No, Caroline's the good girl. I'm, no, I am a good girl. I want to wrap this world. up real quick. I want to thank Caroline for showing at the Spring Bake Art Show because I hear some bad criticism for you oh. i just really loved your piece oh thank you i'm not so gonna much. go on about it but my can you describe well, it I'm, ra I'm wrapping up this goddamn show julie i don't know if you've oh i feel it. like we're just getting into it i know it. isn't oh. it sad can you guys come back so do you know that you're in the first bucket of these and they're going to be shorter later on we're going to have full length ones so hopefully you'll come back we'll see you again we'll I do we'll do one we'll do one that just doesn't end <laughs> At the end of at the end of the episode, Kat's like, "Can you guys leave my house?" That's oh, I brought some alcohol too to drink because I was like, "I'm gonna." Did you drink any I alcohol? Need, for I, need, this? I need to get like liquored up. To nobody brought it. Nobody else brought any confidence. <laughs> she brought in her purse. You should have got liquored up before it. this. Oh yeah, I you should have got totally remember. liquored up. But no, that's fine. <laughs> usually on these episodes, whoever's usually on these episodes, if you're in the last cohort, then we go to the bar and you get to film me uh, for blackmail material. Oh, I can't. I can't hold it in. So next time we'll have a full length episode. Episode. You guys will come back. We'll actually have some fun. But for this time. <laughs> She was having fun. Julie, Julie, once again, Julie. I think you do need a drink. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Juliana Nelario, thank you for being here again on this episode. Okay. Caroline Falby and Kat, Kat Chamberlain, thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> Direct from New York City, downtown Gallery Rats United. Thanks for coming. Thank you. In the theater, Thanks. you clap for yourself if it's not bad. Is it? Okay. It's over now. It doesn't.